Napa know-how. Right now, you can get a $20 prepaid Visa gift card by mail with the purchase of a Napa Legend Premium Battery. Its durability and power make it the obvious choice for people who hate getting stranded by a dead car battery. So pretty much everyone. The Napa Legend Premium Battery and $20 back. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. Limit two per household while supplies last. Offer ends 228.19. Welcome to a special game day edition of To Homer and Back, the official podcast of Streaking the Lawn as the Who's begin uh, their quest for a Final Four national title that we all expect and all filled out our brackets to predict. Uh, we're here to talk about uh, the first game, the first game against Hampton, and maybe a little bit about the other opponents uh, in this weekend's games in Raleigh. But uh, my name is Pierce. Let's get to uh, who else I've got with me. I've got uh, Matt from the blog. How's it going, Matt? Hey, Pierce. I'm good. How are you? I am doing quite well. I'm very excited. Uh, let's see. Caroline, how are you? Hey. Hey. You're hey? I'm okay, good. good. Yeah, hey. Hey, that's <laughs> No, I'm pretty good. Thank you. Awesome. We also have a very special guest who's going to uh, chat with us about the Who's. And, and uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce them, Caroline? All right. Super excited about this. Um, we have with us Connor Nolte today, big brother of Evan Nolte from the Virginia basketball team. Very excited. I know Matt is one of the founding members of hashtag Team Nolte, or at least a big <laughs> proponent. Um, I'm a huge fan of, of Evan and the way he plays. And, and I know a lot of the Virginia fans follow you as well on Twitter. Uh, you played your college ball at Georgia. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. And yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a while yes. since I've gotten a media request. So <laughs> <laughs> well, we figured it'd be great to have um, not only a, a, you know, maybe add on Virginia fan. I'm assuming you, you cheer for us enough as it is now. And then, uh, but also um, someone with a little bit of insight to uh, the team, but um, what, uh, what was your reaction and kind of like, what was the team's reaction to selection Sunday? Like excitement of getting a one seed, like what was going through um, your mind and also what do you think was going through the team's mind? Yeah, well, I think it's always awesome to get that one seed and there's a little bit of question, I think for everyone. Uh, when the brackets were being announced. Um, I'm really glad that they did it uh, the way they did it with the one seeds being announced early and not uh, by region like they've done in the past because that could have could have dragged on. But it was really exciting. I mean, you obviously, a one seed is always what you want in these things and um, gives us the best chance to move forward. So I was excited. I know, I know the team was excited. Um, a little insight is Evan, I don't know if he was joking or not, but uh, I texted my family the league's bracket, mm-hmm. and once the full thing was announced, he told me that I ruined it for him. So I don't know <laughs> if that's true or not. <laughs> I did see people complaining on Twitter when when the thing got leaked. Everyone went, "Oh gosh, spoilers!" And I was like, <laughs> "I thought the name of the game tonight was find out the bracket, not <laughs> wait for a dramatic reveal." <laughs> but but people were genuinely upset about it. That was funny. I just wanted to see Charles Barkley struggle with the the touch screen a little bit more mm-hmm. before announcing uh, the rest of the bracket. But 
Um, yeah, it was kind of funny. We were chatting beforehand uh, Saturday. I know you came down to DC last week for the ACC tournament, um, and your sister convinced you to run in the, the half marathon. But uh, uh, I ran the 5K, the rock and roll 5K that was in DC, so nowhere near as far as you. But uh, <laughs> I noticed when you posted on Twitter um, a picture of your parents and your sister. Uh, I shared a nice little moment with your parents at the start line of the 5K because we all had Virginia stuff on uh, <laughs> the Saturday of the of the finals and looked over, kind of made eye contact, saw each other's V sabers, and gave one of those little like, "Oh yeah, go who's." Um, so it was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. They were they were excited to run into some some Wahoo fans there, and um, for me, that was pretty awesome. That was my first time running in a race like that. I don't do that, and I won't again. But um, <laughs> my, but uh yeah, I mean I, I got a lot of, you know, go who's throughout the course and um I actually will be probably wearing a walking boot when I get to Raleigh because um oh, goodness. I messed up my foot. So <laughs> Oh no. Let that be a list- lesson yeah. to our listeners. Uh don't run that. It turns out you have to train yeah, it turns out you have to train for those things. Your <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sister conveniently left that out. <laughs> And uh, she warned me, but she thought she thought I was like training really hard the whole time, so I could, you know, beat her because she she does that. She does that was her fifth, and so I really only ended up running about twenty miles total in training, and so the thirteen miles at once kind of put a beating on my foot. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, no longer an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I think none of us ever want to admit, you know, we're like, oh crap, I haven't been running enough lately. Well, Connor, what were uh, your impressions of, of the bracket when you saw like the matchups, um, whether it be like the first weekend teams or UVA or, or the whole, the whole thing? Yeah. I mean, it's always, you know, my favorite night of the year when that, that show comes on, you get to see the brackets and see the, the teams. I mean, when I, when I saw that we got the Midwest, I, I definitely, the one seed in the Midwest, I pretty much had a feeling. I think everyone else did that. Uh, we would see Michigan State as a two seed. And actually, I, I know we're not going to get into that really, but or I don't want to get into that much, but yeah. it is kind of funny. My college roommate um, is uh, Tom Izzo's nephew. And so <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I, I always have back and forth with that family come the tournament time because, I mean, last year, my roommate's now on the staff at Georgia. And, mm-hmm. you know, Michigan State played Georgia in the first round. And so, you know, we had once uh, we got the Midwest, I kind of started texting back and forth with those guys about what was what would be announced later. But I think the bracket's a fun one this year. We know that there's a lot of parity in college hoops, but I actually had a tough time finding too many upsets um, in the first round. Huh. Hey, Connor, so just a quick question. You know, I I know you got to to play at, at Georgia and at, at Furman, and now watching your your brother play at Virginia. How is it different um, for you being on the court during these games versus? having to, to sort of sit on the sidelines and just watch and not have any control. How, how has that changed for you? Yeah, it's a, it's a totally different feeling. Um, I mean, granted when I was at Georgia, uh, my minutes kind of fluctuated. So there were some games where I was just watching as well, but um, it's a, it's a lot more difficult for me to watch, you know, Virginia, I feel almost strangely more invested in, in this team, I guess, just because, now that I'm removed from it, I appreciate it so much more. And so, you know, I kind of look at this as just another opportunity to be a part of it. And this is my last, you know, season to be this close to the game. So 
it's definitely just as intense as when I was playing, if not more, because I'm a little bit removed and I can uh, kind of watch the game in a different through a different lens. But one thing that's I'm you know really proud of Evan and this whole team is they've had a totally different experience than you know I had as uh, playing at Furman at a mid major or in Georgia when, you know, we did make the tournament, we were on the bubble. You know, I think it's really awesome for this team that, you know, they haven't had to deal with the bubble the past three seasons and they've really been able to only like the quotes came out in the media, but they've really only had to worry about if they're going to be a one or two seed. And, you know, I hope that they, uh, some of the younger guys can really appreciate that and not take it for granted. But I think that's another thing the team has going for is that the older guys have been through, you know, playing a 16 seed in a close game and know it's nothing to, to overlook. And so I think they have a lot of advantages with this team and um, with uh, this, you know, seeding and this setup for the tournament. Yeah. And I think uh, Evan actually saved our butts in that coastal Carolina game big time. <laughs> um, but what has it been like for you watching him have such a great um push at the end of a senior season like obviously people have talked about all the stuff from the beginning of the season starting a little slow but the last few games he's really just seemed like a confident shooter and he's taken the ball you know his defense I've always been a fan of I think he's a huge asset to the team but what has it been like just being able to see that confidence come back especially in the shot yeah I mean I'm just incredibly proud of him you know I think to me you know something that's always been there and um as a, as a shooter myself, you know, I know what it's like to, to go through, you know, shooting slumps, but I think throughout his whole career, he's had, you know, periods the last three seasons, ever since his freshman year, his minutes kind of dropped, but he's had, and he's had, you know, periods throughout the year where he hasn't been playing as much or he hasn't been producing as much, but, you know, I'm just proud of him that he's been able to keep his head in the game the entire time. And it seems like when they've needed him, he's been able to, to step up and answer the call. And so, yeah, I mean, it's incredibly awesome as a brother to be able to watch those games and, and cheer him on. Um, because like I said, I've, I've kind of felt like he's had it in him the whole time and um, whether it's been able to all come out at the same time or not, you know, that's been one thing, but it's been awesome to watch and, you know, I'm proud of this whole team, especially even like also Mike Toby, you know, is a similar situation where, they both have their ups and downs, but to see them, you know, stick with it and fight through and, you know, finish the year strong, I think it's awesome and gives them a lot of confidence going into the tournament. And in a, you know, college basketball in the last couple of seasons, there's been a lot about the one and dones, obviously. Um, a lot of people talking about the fighting Ben Simmonses of Ben Simmons University down in Louisiana. Um, how nice is it to see so many senior led teams and what kind of benefit do you think that'll bring Virginia um, as you know, like you just mentioned, obviously Evan and Toby, but then Malcolm and AG that can, you know, how far can that take them when it comes to the tournament? Yeah, it's it's great to see seniors being in the spotlight. And I mean, that's really what it's all about. And I know, you know, guys like Ben Simmons, they don't, he doesn't really have a choice. He has to go to school, but it is good to see the guys that um, are there for four, four years and, work their tails off for four years, really succeed and get to kind of have the spotlight. And I think it's definitely going to help Virginia and that, you know, these guys have a lot of tournament experience. I saw a spreadsheet with the tournament experience. And I think you really have like 700 minutes in the NCAA tournament or something like that. Wow. And, uh, you know, that was definitely towards the top of that list. And 
it's always good to have senior leadership. And I think this team has that. And I think that, you know, we talked about the experience that they've had in the tournament. They've kind of experienced it all. They've made it to sweet 16 and uh, lost. They've had a close game in the first round, you know, things that other teams may not be expecting or maybe overconfident about, you know, this team is um, prepared for those moments. In terms of uh, the, the matchups this weekend, I mean, I think that's a, a big point is, you know, playing that, that 16 seed team. Um, what do you, you know, you, you're going to have the veteran experience to not look past it. Um, but why don't we go ahead and do that right now? Uh, <laughs> um, what do you see in, in between uh, Texas Tech and, and Butler uh, playing later today? You know, is there one you think uh, Virginia will, will play this weekend? Or, or who would you most want to see Virginia play this weekend? Or what are your impressions of, of those two squads? Yeah, I've watched um, I've watched these teams a couple times this year. Um, I think I think they're both about this. I don't have a preference on which one you know Virginia would face um, this weekend, but uh, I'm I'm actually a little down on the Big East. I think they were a little bit overrated. You know, Seton Hall won the Big East, and everyone's um, pumping them up. But you know, we were able to watch them in Charleston, and mm-hmm. I know a long time has passed since then. A lot of a lot of time to grow up, but. I wasn't, you know, too impressed by them. And, you know, we Virginia beat Villanova, a great team. I think they're good. But, you know, some of the other teams, I think they're getting a little bit of a boost. So I'm not I'm not overly, you know, worried about Butler or Texas Tech at this point. I think it's all more about Virginia just executing and playing defense. Sure. Yeah, sure. I was going to say, as a grad student at Georgetown, I've seen a lot of Big East basketball uh, this, this season. And I, I'm with you on that one. I think that there's, um, some, you know, definitely like you said, Villanova and uh, a couple of those teams up near the top, but, um, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I think both teams, um, bring their butlers like a, a mini Virginia. If you kind of look at their Ken Palm numbers, um, but it'll be interesting out of those two. Yeah. Um, kind of what Butler has a lot of, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I think Butler does have a lot of more, a little more of that senior leadership and um, a little more of that discipline. And then Texas tech is probably a little more athletic. I know they have some, some really athletic bigs that make it up and down the court. So that could be a contrast in styles. Yeah. Connor. So I know you got to, to play or in one NCAA tournament while you were at Georgia, what's it like from a a player perspective in the, the timeline, right? You find out, who you're playing on Sunday, you've got the game on, on Thursday or Friday. How quickly does that week go by? Are you only prepping for, for the first opponent? Or if you're, you know, a team playing a 16 seed, are you also looking at the, the possible eight, nine, what's sort of the, the way that things go between that Sunday and that Thursday or Friday game? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, for us at Georgia, we were a bubble team. We made the tournament. Immediately following Selection Sunday, um, our coach had a press conference, talked about it. You know, guys had media. You know, they were asked all these, all kinds of questions. Um, you know, the coaching staff, I think they kind of divide and conquer a little bit. So they'll have one guy scouting that first opponent, and I'm sure a lot of them will have, you know, two other coaches scouting the next two possible opponents. And in that week of practice, you definitely prepare for – um, and I'm sure everyone's different, but, you know, I would assume that everyone obviously prepares 90% of the time on that first matchup, but 
I think they look for different things that they may see from multiple teams. So, you know, if there's a, like a zone, if zone is kind of present from all three teams in that, you know, pod, uh, you might practice that a little more to make sure you're kind of ready for different things because, you know, that turnaround is quick. And if you can just get five, 10 minutes on something you would expect, um, you know, it is basketball. So it's not like you're going to miss out on, you know, specific preparation for the first round opponent. If you spend 10 minutes on something that the other two will likely do as well. So, um, and then you get there and one of the cool things for me was that open practice. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Virginia had that, uh, yesterday and, um, you know, it's a cool experience to get to hear your fight song played in a neutral site. You're running around, you've got fans on the court watching your team, just get loose, get used to the environment. And then you come out on game day and you're, you're ready to play. It goes quick, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, especially if it's your, it's your first time, but for these guys, you know, a lot, a lot of them, it's their last time. And so I know they're appreciating yeah. it as well. That's cool. Um, well, looking at the at the bracket, I'm, I'm don't mean to put words in your mouth, but I assume you have UVA going all the way to the final. But how about on uh, the other side? Are, are there any teams you that are sticking out to you? You think are going to get there? Are you running the the Kansas train like most of us seem to be, or, or what do you? What were your thoughts on uh, the South or West regionals? Yeah, you know, I I do actually have Kansas playing against Virginia in the championship. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to be, I felt like a little bit too much of like an ACC, SEC homer because I have, um, I have Miami and that in the elite eight with Kansas. And then in the West, I have Oregon and Texas A&M and I actually have Texas A&M going to the final four. I was pretty impressed with what I saw from them throughout the season. But mm-hmm. like I said, I might, I might be being a little bit of a homer. Um, <laughs> part of the reason there is just Oklahoma. I know they were, they're really relying on their outside shooting and, They've had a couple of nights where it just wasn't clicking. And so I kind of like the, I like Texas A&M, how they match up with them. They have some pretty good presence inside and then they also can shoot the three. So that was just kind of a, a gut feel there, but. Yeah, absolutely. I think I got right. Oklahoma there for sure. Yeah. I think I was Kansas, Oklahoma, but I looked at that. I don't know. I look, I did the same thing. I looked at A&M and I, I do like Miami up there. I think Miami can make some noise, but. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you when it comes to everyone talks about parody and then all of a sudden you look at, you know, what I picked in my bracket and then it's pretty much all chalk and I feel really boring, but <laughs> I don't know if that's the same for everyone else, <laughs> but, uh, no, I just, we just want to say thanks for, uh, for coming on chatting with us, giving a little insight about Virginia, about Evan, um, so hopefully we'll see you. Uh, I know I'm going down hopefully to Raleigh. Uh, this weekend and hopefully we'll see you maybe a couple spots down the line if nothing else in person but on tv so thanks for coming on connor we appreciate it oh thank you guys i really appreciate you having me on and go who's The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? 
Introducing a car that's got style and substance to spare. The all-new RAV4 Limited, featuring a sophisticated, muscular new exterior and available options like a premium JBL audio system and panoramic roof. The all-new RAV4 Limited. Toyota, let's go places. JBL and Clarifier, registered trademarks of Harman International Industries Incorporated. The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing a car that's got style and substance to spare. The all-new RAV4 Limited. Featuring a sophisticated, muscular new exterior and available options like a premium JBL audio system and panoramic roof. The all-new RAV4 Limited. Toyota. Let's go places. JBL and Clarifier. Registered trademarks of Harman International Industries Incorporated.